Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. You think that was funny, Gavin? You think that was funny? A Forbes magazine right here on my desk. That's not funny. Ass. The following podcast contains... Man, you have got to teach me some of those old man swear words. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. With a rolled up Forbes magazine and your kids' faces on it. What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, January 26, 2018, Spanks for the Memories edition of the show, where we talk about the stormy weather that just keeps raining awful details all the time. So, I guess, stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Hush. When you need it kept quiet, Hush. Are you in an awkward situation and need to keep it on the down low? Try Hush. Our expert cleaners will tidy up your mess and make it go away. Caught buck naked on the bathroom floor, grooving with a girl next door? Don't lie, call Hush. We'll come in and pay out and be gone before anyone can get the first quote in the newspaper. No situation too big, no situation too small for Hush. If you've got the money, we've got the people that will make it go away. For a significant fee. If you need discreet, efficient, ruthless, situational cleaning, call Hush today and make all your problems go away. It sounds like the name of either a porn star or a weather woman. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Oh, Stormy. Oh, Stormy. Not to be confused with the song by the Classics 4, nothing classic about the adult film star linked to Donald Trump. Already she's a hashtag on Twitter, plastered on protest signs, becoming so famous so fast, she's a one-name wonder like the president. Donald immediately says, it's nice to meet you, but I want to meet her. Pointed to Stormy. When the first lady canceled plans to travel to Davos with her husband, Daniel's name became meteorological innuendo. Melania doesn't like flying with Trump anymore. There's been severe turbulence since things turned stormy. Stormy weather. I'm guessing in two days we're all going to forget the name Stormy Daniels. (laughs) That was the hurricane that spanked the Gulf Coast, right? On Jimmy Kimmel, they featured Trump and Stormy impersonators. Guess who? Hey, Stormy. But Stormy is not necessarily what Donald Trump called her. She told In Touch magazine, he always called me Honey Bunch. He's like, how's it going, Honey Bunch? How dare he? That's what Fred called Ethel. I just asked, Honey Bunch. I love Lucy? Make way for I love Stormy. So let's talk about Stormy. Genimo, CNN. Honey Bunch. New York. Where do I even begin? I don't want to be here. None of us wants to be here. We would all far rather live in a world where we do not know the things that we now know. Not long ago, I could walk past a newsstand. We still have a few of them here in New York City and see a perfectly innocent business magazine and not be overcome by a full body shudder of revulsion. 
I read the article in Forbes. Must this man take everything away from us? I was silent when they came for the Dreamers because I wasn't one of them. So when they came for my porn stars, there was no one left to speak for me. Ruining everything! Of course, I'm speaking of the latest weather-related disaster to crash over the country. The, do I really need to say alleged? Everyone knows they fucked. Affair between a porn actress working under the nom de plume of Stormy Daniels and the President of the United States working under the nom de plume of bloated orange cyst on the perianal region of America. Okay, but that's worse. Look, before I get going here, I, I don't care that Donald Trump fucked a porn actress and cheated on his wife. On the scale of things that Donald Trump has done to destroy this country, this isn't even the top 500. Just like with Bill Clinton, what happens between a man, his wife, and someone who wears jizz for a living is, is entirely up to them. And frankly, I more or less assume the Trump marriage is one of those where these sort of things are just written right into the prenup. Don would get X number of porn stars, and after the first child, Melania would never get touched by Donald again. That's a good deal. But if you're going to make a deal like that, I imagine part of it would be a requirement not to be so stupid about your fuckery so it would show up on the pages of the tabloids. And to be fair... It wasn't on the pages of the tabloid. No, it was on the pages of the Wall Street fucking journal. Okay, that is way worse. This is where we are in America. The sexual peccadilloes of the President of the United States are reported in the Wall Street fucking journal. Because, I don't know, an asteroid hit the planet and now every one of us is in hell? But again, the story is not about the sex. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's totally about the sex. But what it's really about is hush money. All right, the hush money. Let me, uh... Let me, uh... Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. On January 12th, the Wall Street Journal, a staid and conservative bastion of financial news, reported that in the months leading up to the 2016 election, Trump's personal Tom Hagen, his lawyer Michael Cohen, formed a private LLC, which then paid a woman named Stephanie Clifford a sum of $130,000 to sign a non-disclosure agreement regarding her relationship with a certain famous real estate developer. Clifford was publicly known as Stormy Daniels, an adult film actress and director, she really wants us to mention that she's a director, but I don't see how fucking hard it is to direct porn. Um, I'd really like you to emote when the anal starts. I want the, the viewer to feel what you feel when you're spinning around like on a rotisserie of cocks. And of course, you know who the pervy real estate developer is. This affair took place in 2006 while Mr. Perv's wife was pregnant with the couple's only child. This man has knees. As the initial story broke, there were the predictable denials from the Trump camp and from Storm Center Daniels. In a statement issued through Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, Nothing suspicious about that at all. Daniels said, quote, My involvement with Donald Trump was limited to a few public appearances and nothing more. When I met Donald Trump, he was gracious, professional, and a complete gentleman to me and everyone in my presence. Rumors that I have received hush money from Donald Trump are completely false. If indeed I did have a relationship with Donald Trump, trust me, you wouldn't be reading about it in the news. You'd be reading about it in my book. But the fact of the matter is, these stories are not true, unquote. However, this statement is not technically true since Daniels had shopped her story extensively in the months leading up to the sign of the signing of the non-disclosure agreement with Cohen. Jacob Weisberg, the chairman of the Slate Group and the host of the wonderful Trumpcast podcast, interviewed Daniels about the story but could not get her to go on the record independently or independently corroborate the information he'd learned. Late summer of 2016, through a friend of a friend, I reached Stormy Daniels. She told me this story, and at that point, she was in the midst of negotiating, or so she said, with representatives of Donald Trump 
to not tell her story. But because she didn't believe they were going to pay, she knew Donald Trump pretty well, she thought they'd get past the election. Of course, nobody thought Donald Trump was going to win the election. And then she thought the market value of the story would drop to zero. They wouldn't pay, and she'd be left high and dry, which is why she was trying to sell her story as an alternative. Nor was Slate the only publication Daniels was actively courting with the story. But then suddenly she clammed up and the whole sordid affair went silent. Until the Wall Street Journal dug it up from the grave where, honestly, I think we all would have preferred it remained. While the exact details remain as murky as a fish tank on a porn set, the gist of the payoff goes thusly. Daniels was shopping her story around because she knew that it would be a moneymaker for her. And frankly, porn don't pay what it used to. She was also letting the Trump campaign know that her silence was most definitely for sale. She used her off-the-record conversation with journalists as leverage to, uh, I don't want to use the term extort because that's a legal definition, so let's say elicit a better price from Trump. Once the mutually satisfactory price was established and the check cleared, Stormy drifted out to sea and the winds died down. Paying off a porn star isn't per se illegal. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> but in the hullabaloo of 2016 election, the sordid sex tryst between the Republican nominee of the, uh, of the, for the president and a porn star probably seemed fairly petty compared to the important things like the husband of the other candidate's top executive aide sending dick pics to a teenager reopening a spurious and politically motivated hit job of a case about some fucking emails. You know, you have to prioritize your reporting resources. Could this story have been the condom that broke on the porn stars back in the election of 2016? I highly doubt it. I mean, after all, people knew that Trump was a serial adulterer and no one much cared. Even the people who ostensibly cared about such things. I showed you love, Lisa Jesus. Oh, we'll get to you soon enough. But I doubt America knowing that Donnie likes to drive bareback on uh, well-traveled roads would change the outcome much. So let's skip forward a year, and the Wall Street Journal breaks the story, but their story is only the first guy in the gangbang, and the story just spurts out all over the place. Respected media institutions were finally allowed to do the story they'd been longing for since Trump took office. A good, old-fashioned sex scandal. Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! And I admit, I too was relieved to dig into the sordid, disgusting, slimy, and utterly meaningless details that not, did not involve insulting most of the rest of the world, or indeed ending the world he'd just been insulting. We in the media know how to handle this sort of thing. It's our wheelhouse, and the idea of spending the next few weeks dissecting every detail of the lies and debauchery would have consumed us. But Trump being Trump, no one much cared. And after all, Whenever you think you finally have a story that will stick to Trump, he does something way more outrageous and you start all over again. And I wouldn't even be covering it myself, except I'm trying not to be such an asshole. And the shutdown story had me spewing rage like the ropey first money shot on a Stormy Daniels joint. Oh, wow, that's... So gross. So I'm doing this story where I can make many, many off-color references and not offend anyone, offend anyone who doesn't go down on people for a living. And if you do go down on people for a living, bless you. Such wonderful work you're doing. And this could have just been another story where Trump denies and denies and denies because of the NDA signed by Daniels in exchange for 130000 dubiously sourced dollars, except for one tiny little thing. 
It seems that Miss Daniels gave a record on the interview about her affair with the shriveled tangerine racist to In Touch magazine way back in 2011, when Donald was no more than a shrilling birther appearing on Fox News and tweeting racist theories about Barack Obama. No one has answered to my satisfaction why In Touch did not run this story back in 2016 or even 2015 when it might have done some fucking good during the Republican primary where such a story would have certainly torpedoed Trump's chances and saved fucking America. Great job, guys. What with the recordings of Daniels, the polygraphs, and the confirmation by people that knew about it at the time. Okay, all right, all right, we're gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna, all right, I'm just gonna take a drink. All right. I have to warn you that much of what you're about to hear for the next few minutes is, uh... Oh, yeah, okay, that's just about the most awful thing I've ever seen. After reading this material, I spent several hours in a shower at scalding hot water, scrubbing myself with a thick bristle brush and crying pathetically. I'm trying to warn you people, if you don't want to hear the graphic details, skip ahead to about three minutes. Gavin, tell them when to skip ahead to. If you would like to avoid the graphic content, please skip ahead to 17 minutes and 25 seconds. And for God's sakes, do not let any kids hear this. Frankly, you shouldn't be letting kids listen to the show in the first place. It will stump their brains. All right, are you ready? Then here we go. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Daniels met Trump at a charity golf event in Lake Tahoe, California in the summer of 2006. Trump was introduced to the, uh, star and said he would like to talk to her later. From this point on, everything you will be hearing will be from Daniels' account to In Touch magazine. Quote, He invited me to come over. He told me to come up and meet him in his room. He told me his room number and whatnot. I went in. I was all dressed up because I just assumed we were going to go to dinner. But he meant to have dinner in his room. Like he wasn't dressed to go out at all, just lounging. I remember taking a jab at him. I remember saying, because he was all sprawled out on the couch watching television or something, he was wearing pajama pants. You don't have to do this. He kept showing me he was on the cover of a magazine that had just come out. It was some sort of money magazine. I, I wish I could remember which one it was, but he had it in the room and he kept showing it to me. And I was like, dude, I know who you are. He was trying to sell me, I guess. When I came out, he was sitting on the bed and he was like, I was like, oh, here we go. And we started kissing. Okay, I, I think I'm gonna stop. <laughs> so anyway, the sex was nothing crazy. He wasn't like, chain me to the bed or anything. It, it was one position I can definitely describe as junk perfectly, if I ever have to. Please don't. Did we use protection? No. Only sailors use condoms, baby. The sex was textbook generic it wasn't like oh my god i love you he wasn't fabio or anything he wasn't trying to have like porn sex i don't know how much more of this i can take he's obsessed with sharks terrified of sharks he was like i donate to all these charities but i would never donate to any charity that helps sharks i hope all sharks die he was like riveted he was like obsessed he was so strange i know you know the thing about a shark he's got Lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, 
Doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. He bragged about his daughter quite a bit, though. He was very proud of her, which is nice. He told me once that I was someone to be reckoned with. I was beautiful and smart, just like his daughter. She is smart and beautiful, so I guess that's a compliment. She did not say that. Yes. She didn't say that. And finally, we have this sick performance. Even the first person to get Stormy Daniels, we up. Oh, God. We turn to an article from Mother Jones Magazine. We published a story relating this mind worm, which has been consuming my brain for the past week. In an email sent to Andrea Dubay, a Democratic political consultant based in New Orleans, there was a response in which Dubay expressed surprise that Daniels was friendly with Trump. Quote, Donald Trump, she said, in her cell phone, Yep, another consultant reply. She says one time he made her sit with him for three hours watching Shark Week. And another time he had her (coughs) spank him with a Forbes magazine. A fall 2006 cover of Forbes magazine does feature Trump with his two children, Donald and Ivanka. I just keep seeing that giant pale ass being swatted with a rolled up copy of a magazine. And the soft flap, the, the pleading for more. Knowing all the while the faces of children are striking it over and over and over again. I just, I just want this out of my head. I want it out of my head. I want to die now, please. I want to die now, please. <laughs> Are we back? I'm sorry, did I break down crying again? That happens whenever I I think about it. It, Look, again, I don't care about Donnie's proclivities. Whatever gets us, his thimble and tremble is between him and whatever porn star believes the print ain't dead. I to God, I just, I thought, I thought it was over. I thought it was over. So what is this about? I guess it's about the, the, the woman at the center of the, the eye in the, in the middle. I, I don't give a shit about her, all right? Honestly, I don't. I'm out of the fucks to give about what she might have to say or because what is she going to say? That she fucked the future president in 2006? She took the money, a rather large amount of money, not to talk about having sex with the president? It's a strange dichotomy to think that someone who gets paid to publicly fuck people is getting paid to keep that fucking private. But I don't want to make this about the professional ethics of porn or sex work in general because it's your body. You, If you are truly volunteer 
voluntarily making money with your body, that's your right. After all, we all get paid in one form or another to use our body for another's benefit. It's that usually we've got clothes on when we do it. What I'm saying is, for me, this isn't a question when it comes to people of to people who choose to fuck of their own free will. But I have some other questions about the, for the president's lawyer. Like, where did the money come from? Is that Donnie's personal money? Was it campaign money? How many other women were paid to keep their mouths shut about putting their mouths on the Donald? Who is really getting fucked here? I mean, besides the American people. No one seems to be asking this question. Well, maybe not no one. Because uh, probably Robert Mueller is, but he ain't talking. Yet. But you know, there are a group of people out there for whom this is their entire raison d'etre. Indeed, they make it their professional business to get in other people's private business vis-a-vis their fuckery. And those people are evangelical Christians. And I'm going to leave aside the millions of lay people who go to evangelical churches, many of whom I assume are probably not cool with their president doinking a porn star and paying hush money to keep it quiet. Let's focus on the professional hypocrites, all of whom are demonstrating a flexibility in defending the porn otis that if it were demonstrated by an actual porn star, it would crash the porn hub suburbs around the fucking world in a flat minute. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. If I push it any harder, the whole thing will blow. Tony Perkins, the head of the Family Research Council, a group so virulently anti-gay that the Southern Poverty Law Center classifies the NIA group, told Politico, quote, we kind of give him, all right, you get a mulligan, you get a do-over. He went on to explain while Trump gets to fuck all the porn stars he wants because, quote, we're tired of being kicked around by Barack Obama and his leftists, and I think that we're finally glad that there's somebody on the playground that is willing to punch the bully. What happened to turning the other cheek the host asked Perkins? You know, you only have two cheeks, and apparently they were both spanked with a Forbes. Fuck, can't get it out of my head. Perkins told the host after that, look, Christianity is not about being a welcome mat, which people can just stomp their feet on, unless, of course, you know, you're Donald fucking Trump. Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham, was said of the incident, quote, we certainly don't hold him up as a pastor of this nation, and he's not, but I appreciate the fact that the president does have a concern for Christian values. He does have a concern to protect Christians, whether it's here or at home or around the world, and I appreciate the fact that he protects religious liberty and freedom. But hey, you know, at least fucking Franklin Graham is consistent because he defended a fucking child molester and Roy Moore. And it's funny to me watching these folks defend their lecherous messiah. It reminds me why I believe they're the most villainous motherfuckers to ever walk the face of the earth. If the Jesus of the Bible ever met one of these vicious fucks, he would put his sandaled foot so far up their ass they could taste the sand. And they are personally raking in millions of dollars from their flocks, all of whom misguidedly believe that these people are offering a path to heaven and at the same time that these people are telling the other others that they're unworthy, sinful, and hellbound. You know, I'm certain there's no God, no devil, or no hell. But, well, there is a hell, and it's me imagining fucking Trump's big pale ass being thwapped with a Forbes magazine every time I close my eyes. But I really wish there were a literal hell so when these fuckbags finally die and go to their final judgment, a flamboyantly gay St. Peter greets them with surprise bitches and drops them screaming into the fiery gay dance club where they have to phone party with demons for the rest of the eternity to a thumping EDM beat. I mean, even other Republicans, or at least the few of them that are left that don't have Trump a Trump logo as a tramp stamp these days, are sick and tired of the hypocrisy of the evangelical leaders. Uh, my, I have a very simple 
admonition at this point is just shut the hell up and don't ever preach to me about anything ever again. <laughs> I don't want to hear it because after telling me how to live my life, who to love, what to believe, what not to believe, what to do, and what not to do, and now you sit back and if the prostitutes don't matter, yeah. the grabbing the you-know-what you know doesn't matter, the, the outright behavior and lies don't matter, just shut up. But if you're a... And that was Michael Steele, who used to be the chairman of the RNC back when the RNC wasn't a fucking lapdog for a fucking bloated orange asshole. As for the rank and file evangelicals, I kind of got an understanding of them. Trump is doing the Lord's work, but he doesn't work for the Lord. You see, he's helping to bring about the end of days. Not metaphorically, but literally helping to bring out the bring about the end of the world. Then this is a good thing? Oh yes, I have it on the best of the sources. My own father said that Trump's behavior is all part of the plan. And we should expect to see the end of the world soon. And my dad is not one of those guys with a sign on the street or driving around in a van with a lot of stickers on it and speakers on the roof. He's a quiet, educated man who happens to believe with all of his heart that we will live to see the rapture and the end of all things. So, uh, you know, he told me, I best get my heart right with Jesus. Christmas was such a blast for me this year. And it's not a joke. Evangelicals are in a hard spot lately. And this may be their last big gasp before the environment movement just fucking falls apart. Fully 40% of Americans 18 to 39 are religiously unaffiliated, and 50% of evangelical congregations are 50 years or older. A third of young evangelicals leave their faith when they reach adulthood, and 40% of those young evangelicals who leave, leave religion entirely. America as a whole is becoming more secularly, more secular, but the greatest declines in religious identification is among, you guessed it, evangelicals. The movement as a whole is probably at the peak of their political power, while at the same time the foundation is watching out from beneath them. The religion is like drugs, folks. You gotta keep bringing in the new clients because the old ones either die or they go to rehab. There is even a hashtag rapture anxiety, which is apparently for people who worry that they left the oven on before they were taken to heaven. I don't know what these things are about. But to them, this is not a joke. This is not a crazy apocalypse on some set date or a spaceship behind a comet. It's a biblical prophecy and it's real and Trump is proving it, which is why he's moving the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. It's too complicated to get here and at the end of the show when my liquor is up, but suffice it to say for a genuine believer, the end of the day is a very real and is very close and Trump is helping it to happen. So anything that gets them to heaven a little bit sooner and out of this world is all for the good. And if they have to put up with a porn star fucking openly racist, corrupt character, caricature of a human being to get them to the promised land, well, that's just what they're going to have to do. And as I look back over the past two years and I think about the strange shit that's gone down and the brain-breaking dystopian events that the Trump presidency has brought about, I'm beginning to come around to the evangelical way of thinking. Maybe Trump is bringing about the end times. And honestly, if it means I never have to think about Trump having sex again, I'm okay with that. That is it for our show this week. So, uh, how's everyone doing? The nausea subsides and you will stop bleeding from the eyes eventually. It took a few days for me, but eventually it does stop. But the night terrors... I, I, I don't think they're ever going to go away. 
the only way I can make the shape stops is to uh, drink heavily, which is uh, exactly what I do. But honestly, I was doing that long before I knew about all of this. Speaking of drinking heavily, do you know how you can help guide others gently into spiraling alcoholism? Rate and review the show wherever you found it. It will help others find it so they too will never stop needing strong drinks to get the sound of my voice out of their mind grapes. Follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast of the show name on Facebook for even more reasons to drink heavily. All the show names are on, all the shows are on SoundCloud at the show name or www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Stormy Dave Bledsoe, producer Snow Showers Gavin, and all the other fictional meteorologists on the show, we want to say that you will never listen to a song like this the same way again. We'll see you all next week. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.